This is the Rebel Scum Podcast. Available in video on YouTube and audio wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every week, Brock and James talk the latest rumors, news, and theories from a galaxy far, far away. Support us on Patreon for exclusive offers and join the Star Wars discussion. Patreon.com slash Rebel Scum Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. You're always scum. Rebel Scum. It's like we've done this before. Boom! We're live, baby! <laughs> so, choose to, can I, let's just tell them, I did it in the chat. We were talking for 20 minutes, and my Google Chrome uh, was not responding, so it never, somehow we were able to talk, and it said not responding, um, and that's why the chat doesn't know what's going on, and, uh, and anyway, hi, and everybody in the chat, thanks for joining us, and thanks for sticking around for 20 minutes while we dilly-dallied. <laughs> Brock, that Andor finale was phenomenal. It was <laughs> Happy great. Thanksgiving. <laughs> this is great, James, so because so you know we haven't had a chance to talk about the last episode of Andor, so it's spoilers. Great. Spoilers, yes. Spoilers. Say spoilers for the first uh, twelve episodes. Like every episode, we're going to talk about spoilers. So I would, I would suggest that if you haven't seen it. Or if you haven't watched the finale or any of it, you should probably uh, watch it. Yeah, not watch us. Anyway, sorry, Brock. Go on. Yeah, we haven't talked about Andor. Well, we did. But... <laughs> <laughs> James, what was your first react? Or what? We haven't <laughs> talked about what you thought of this episode. What did you think of this episode? The best part is we actually did talk for twenty minutes. Yeah, we did recording. And Dale Erdman said something that was like a direct. <laughs> reply to something i said and so we talked about what he said and and i guess it was just a coincidence look i i think um and i think you're going to say that this is the best thing disney's plus has ever put out i i would tend to agree with you on this i think it's i think it was solid but i found the finale i don't want to say underwhelming um i love like 90 percent of the finale like i felt like it, it was it got us there but it just there were little pieces that, and obviously season two is coming, so you got to suspect that they're saving certain things for season two. But it got us there. I thought Deidre was on the, the brink of, of of having like the perfect ending. Now, obviously, she'll probably play a bigger part in season two. I don't know, but I thought it'd be phenomenal if she died in that stampede scene, <laughs> like if she, because we know that she doesn't matter in Rogue One. Right now, yeah. obviously, Rogue One is a different department, blah, 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 but she doesn't matter in Rogue One, so they could have done that. That would have been great. And then the Marvel Andor's mother, that her, her death fell flat to me, unfortunately. And I, I know, I mean, we're going to talk about this because we already did, and I know what you're going to say, so I'll let you say it. Um, and I do agree with you, but if you look at this just as the one series, as uh, the one season, though, for me it falls flat in, in one season because I just didn't, I didn't have an emotional connection to her passing in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I know it's it was strange in a sense that like she dies the episode before, but you don't see her body. She doesn't get a scene to talk on her deathbed or anything like that, and then to come the last episode and she's got this whole monologue about the rebellion it almost makes me wonder if like 
season two, she's going to be shown in flashbacks as if she's somehow affiliated to this rebellion. Cause it's like, she's like, I don't want to leave the planet. And like, I mean, she's literally the brick that the one guy uses to start the riot. What is that guy's name? That's like Andor's friend. Oh, I know it is like Bross or Pross or Pris or. Anyway, so it's like, yeah, she's literally a metaphorical sto- first stone thrown or whatever the saying is. It's like, uh, it looked, it's just as great. Like, Brasso. I, I, I really like the show. It's honestly, I think, my favorite thing in the Disney Plus Star Wars era. Like, this is like what new Star Wars is. Like, it's, even though it still technically exists in the Star Wars saga, like, we have we barely inter- interacted with any of those characters it's like Sagrera. Mm-hmm. That's it, and you know, like Imperials are like yeah, stormtroopers, yeah, I guess, but it's not really the same thing. It's not like we're seeing Vader, and like quite frankly, I don't think you need to. No, I'd say of, of anyone, Emperor would be the one that you could see that mm-hmm. would make the most sense in the show. I don't think Vader. I think if you put Vader in this show, it would take away from Rogue One. Because, again, I've said this before, but I feel like this show, as much as it's a Star Wars show, it's a Rogue One show. Yeah. And so it lives in that Rogue One world. And I just feel like if you yeah, if you bring Vader in, it takes away from that. I think Palpatine would make a lot of sense just because of the Senate. And the Senate's going to dissolve, obviously, in, in time to come. So I could see him. I, I don't know if they would, but mm-hmm. I could see him being the character. And, and I don't mean like the Sith Emperor. I yeah. mean, Shivp, like as a senator, yeah. like as the empire, as the emperor himself. That's what I like. I, I wouldn't expect that kind of stuff. Um, I, yeah, it. So, so for me, that's what works about it, is that it fits in that Rogue One dynamic, and and that's why I think it all plays out the way it does. Like, I think if this was something else, maybe I'd be like, well, why are the like? Because I will say, I'm kind of very excited for the accolade. I want to see more lightsabers yeah. and more Jedi and stuff, because that is also, that's very much Star Wars. Yeah. This one, I'm okay with it not being in it, because it's that Rogue One movie. Whereas mm. Mandalorian, remember, there was no anything to do with the Force, well, there was a Force, but no lightsaber or anything until the finale of season one, when it was a dark saber too, which is like yeah. kind of a lightsaber. So, but that show is is more fantastical than this one. This is more of a grounded one. Which Rogue One was as well until Vader shows up and slices and dices at the end. Yeah. So I so I'm very excited for Acolyte, obviously, for those reasons, but I still think this this works very well uh for the show. And I think just again, the cinematography and there was one shot, I can't remember what it was, but there was one shot that was the first time all season there was something I didn't like visually in this show. And I can't remember what it was right now. But I remember being like, oh, I don't like that. And then it went right back to looking awesome. But there, there was just one moment when I was like, something didn't look right. And I don't remember what it was, but I was just put off. I'm like, oh, oh. There must have been like a pickup shot that someone shot in like a closet somewhere. Because I just remember I just remember it stood out to me like because the show's so beautiful. I've just find the show's been beautiful since day one. Like just, I think there was episode three or four when I was like, why is no one talking about the directing in Andor? <laughs> like, we love to be like, Deborah Chow needs to do a Star Wars movie, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Rick from you, they all used to do Like, I'm with them. I say those things too. I'm with them. But Andor has just been like, this is phenomenal. I don't know who the hell is directing these shows. Yeah. They never made a big deal about it. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I still think it's, 
it's probably the best series we got, but it's also one of those ones, Brock, where we talked with Pete earlier today, where you know his son is, doesn't isn't really interested in it because it's not. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like when you grow up with Star Wars, now you can have this, like you can enjoy this. Now. Yeah. But when you you know, and you might you won't appreciate it till you get there. And now we're there. We're there, so we appreciate it, and I appreciate that they made it. And it's just like I don't know, and I can't put my finger on what it is about it. It's just looks awesome it I, I think it's just it's so unexpected what's gonna happen like my my reaction at the end of this uh episode was like oh oh they've done it they've they've done it oh and then we get this after screen after screen after credit scene and i'm like you 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 you're good you and it's just like that's what I like about Star Wars. I, I don't think it's just a Star Wars thing, but that visceral reaction you get when it's something like a huge reveal. You know, it's the Luke, I am your father moment. We're like, oh, but it was just a great ending. It's just sort of like, is Luthen going to kill? Was he coming there just to kill Andor? And it's like, why is everyone so obsessed with Andor? Because he's like the loose end that like, he undoes everything like he's the wild card no one knows what to do with like it's so interesting because it's like like Sinta is there to watch Marva because they think like Andor will inevitably show up Val like goes straight to Ferrix just the same because they she knows Andor is coming so it's just like it ends and it like you don't have like you're like oh what's gonna happen like and like Cassian's in tears and like Luthien like just sort of laughs like <laughs> it's like uh, and I'm like oh man now we have to wait a year so it's like wow and we wait a year and the next episode takes place a year, a year later <laughs> a year later which so we know that obviously Luthien doesn't kill Andor um. Hey, look, the, the Death Star post credit scene I liked, but I felt like they didn't need to put that at the post credit scene because uh, the thing is, I've seen the Death Star being built in yeah. Revenge of the Sith and like other things, so it's like yeah, that was fine. I did like that. I, I somebody asked on Twitter, "What do you think they're? What do you think he's building?" I said, "Probably a piece of the Death Star." Because again, the thing is, this yeah. show is a Rogue One show, so yep. if you look at what he's building, it really has to be the Death Star. Could, that's all it could really be because there's nothing else. By the way, gotta point out. Beginning of this show, Brock, this episode, episode 12, Deidre flies into Ferrix in a Imperial shuttle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I love it. I, was I like, love yeah. it. Yeah. I was like, there we go. There we go. That, uh, I loved it. I, I, I am curious where Brasso, Bix, B2 Emo, um, and uh, I don't know the other woman's name. Was she in the show before? <laughs> but, but I'm excited to see where they go because I feel like we're now – you know what? It ended. It ended like Adult Rebels. Yeah, the animated show. Like it ended like Adult Rebels. Like that is your Adult Rebels on this ship. And I was like, oh, this is exciting. Like there's different factions of the Rebellion now. And Saw Gerrera. Like, are we going to witness him slowly deteriorate, deteriorate oh, to the point of Rogue One, where he's like, I'm done. And what gets him to that point? Like, there's so many questions that, that are... And I love... I just... I do love that Forrest Whitaker, who, by the way, Brock, side Akbar, 
Jingle Jangle on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a couple years old. It's a musical. Forrest Whitaker is the lead. He is awesome. It. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great Christmas movie. Is that overly Christmas? Michael Key. Anyway, whatever. Um, it's a great movie. I just love that he keeps coming back. <laughs> I saw he's yeah. like cartoons, video games, movies, TV shows. I'm sure he's done an audiobook somewhere. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like the Saga Rara biography written by Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, exactly. Funny. I love it. Uh, no, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I It's a show. It's outside of maybe the first season of Mandalorian. Like, this show makes me want to rewatch it again. Like, it's just like, whoo. Yeah, I don't disagree. And also partially because I have to watch more closely to the Marvel stuff to see if like, there is. It's just because that's the thing. Like, I don't want to fault it on something that maybe I missed. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe there was something in there and I missed it. I don't know. Because I so there was a few episodes that I it didn't get my full attention, not because I didn't love it, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I was feeding or whatever. So... And not that I could, I have nipples, Greg, but I can't. I can't <laughs> it's such a one thing I was, I, I was talking to, I think it was, oh, I was talking to Pete Fletcher about this on Twitter. I'm going to be on streaming Star Wars with them next week. Plug. Or uh, no, no, tomorrow, not next week. Tomorrow, I'm going to be on. Plug. Watch me there. Um, but we were talking. The thing, you know what I love? The, my favorite thing about this episode, Brock, my number one favorite thing, I think I mentioned it to you. My favorite thing was Mon Mothma's chauffeur. The guy was was a spy for the Imperials. And the reason why I love that so much is because it was like episode two. Yeah. I think it was two, maybe three. I think it was two, though. Like right at the beginning of the series, she has a new driver. Yeah. And they never deal with it again. Yeah. But they say she has a new driver. And they're careful. And then it played on the last episode. And I was like, like that to me, because that is playing the long game. And th- th- that's one thing we've talked about with this show so much is they've had this plan and you felt the plan run its course the entire way through and they never seem to deviate from that. And I just, that was my favorite thing about this episode was they had a callback to 10 episodes ago on a, on a somewhat throwaway line. Yeah. And I, and I just, I just was like, that's yeah. Great. Cause, cause you know, it's, Chelsea's gun, right? You don't show the gun in Act One unless you're going to use it in Act Three, and they kind of did that with that line, and I and I just was like, awesome. Yeah, no, I, it was so good. It's like, and it's like that scene is sort of like, I was like, why would you do that? Why, like, it, it's it, like you, you've missed something that's happening, and it's like it's her life is ever more uh, spiraling. Uh, but it's just like like this episode, nothing happened like we thought it would happen. Like we knew there was going to be a showdown on Ferrix, but it's like we don't really have any uh, uh, closure on what's happening with Mon. She's still sort of like stuck in her own world, and yeah. like uh, yeah, we don't know where the like the rebellion's well, going. Oh, oh, one thing. To... No, go ahead. I was gonna say Mon Mothma. You know, everyone's like, I hate Parent. I'm like, Parent's are great. Parent, I don't think he's a rebel anymore. Mm-hmm. I think he's just a doofus who Mon Mothma is using to deflect where her money's going. And, and now uh, and, Mon Mothma's and, a biatch. And Mon has to like sacrifice her daughter to like yeah. save herself, yeah. sort of thing. Uh yeah. one thing I didn't even think of until now, it's like we get to hear uh the manifesto from Yeah. Oh, uh, what's the character's name? His legs get crushed. 
I, you know what? I know three people's name in this show. Andor, <laughs> Bix, and Andor B2AMO. Uh, I don't... Someone will tell us in the chat what uh, his name was. Muffin? Muffin? So it's like... Uh, it's kind of... We got to hear that. It's like... It's just... The show, it just never stops like pointing out. It's like, this isn't really about Cassian. He's just... In Nemec. The heat of Nemec, yes. <clears throat> So we keep seeing like different viewpoints of what the rebellion is. I love it. It just creates like he's like talking about it like like I like he's like Carl Jung or like or uh, Aristotle or whatever. He's philosophizing on like where we are at, it's, like what the social upheavals. Like this is just like this this rebellion is inevitable, sort of thing. Uh-huh. Like it's just it's 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 just so cool. Like all those little details. Like I said it before, this is like watching a movie that's based on a digital or digital uh, a a uh, visual dictionary for star a Star Wars movie where you're like, there's so many things going on, but it's not really a story. It's just sort of a you're in this slice of love with that is the Star Wars galaxy. Oh, it's just great. I I I'm. So, super excited to see more i'm super excited like i already said to re-watch the series like it's crazy like it's crazy so good job <laughs> yeah i i would say i haven't been as excited to watch the series but i rewatched boba fett mm-hmm. and mando one <laughs> i didn't rewatch mando season two though i don't know why mm. there's the just so much gone. No, Mando season two. Baby Yoda is still the greatest. There's a Baby yeah. Yoda uh, blow like balloon in the parade, and yeah. it was the most exciting thing ever. Um, because Grogu is the greatest thing to happen in Star Wars. Grogu, Grogu would have made this show better. Are we all in yeah. agreement that if we would have put Grogu, if Grogu would have piloted that ship at the end of the show, I'm just, I'm just joking. Whatever. You know somebody's mad that I said that too. Like, oh, Mammy Yoda's in there for marketing, and um, you don't like Star Wars. Well, one thing I, I texted you before you watched it. I was like, I would love to hear Filoni's thoughts mm-hmm. on this show because, to my knowledge, he's got almost nothing to do with it. I think, like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Well, maybe not. Like, you would expect, you suspect, like him and Favreau and. Like they would all kind of know what's going on within Star yeah. Wars, right? Like somebody's got. Here's the thing: we because we talked for years now, and everyone's kind of been like, "Faro Filoni should take over and be the Feige of Star Wars," and you know, da da da. da. And now in this show, comes people are like, "This is better than anything Filoni's ever done." <laughs> it's like, sure, they don't need a filmmaker at the head of at the head of it, though. They need someone just there to like. Kevin Feige's yeah. not. Kevin Feige hasn't directed a Marvel movie. He's just kind of. You know, is the overseer of it all. They need yeah. someone like that, and and so I hope that you would hope that the, the people making the other shows, even uh, I can't remember her name that's doing the, uh, the acolyte. You'd hope that they're all kind of in oh. communication some level. I mean, because ultimately, whatever happens in any of these shows, whether they want to admit it or not, affects <laughs> each other. You know, yeah, like yeah. it's all the thing. Like Star Wars and Marvel are so different because Marvel is you know is a bunch of characters but star wars is a galaxy yeah yeah and so that, that's and i think i think was solo doing so poorly at the box office i think that's one thing that, that disney kind of learned with this now is 
Star people, Star Wars, we might not be as excited to. I know the show's called Andor, and we had Obi Obi One's a different thing altogether, but it's called Andor, but it's not Andor, right? It's we're yeah. seeing the rebellion rise and the Empire, the 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 crappiness of the Empire through Andor's eyes, right? We're seeing yeah. it all through Andor and his surroundings, because there's obviously more at play around the galaxy, but they've chosen this character to show it through his eyes. So, I think Star Wars, yeah, it's more of that that galaxy feeling. But each of these shows, like you can say, oh, I don't want to make something with Luke Skywalker, but whatever you do before or after, Luke Skywalker factors in because yeah, he's a major player in it, you know. So don't hate. You can't hate what happened before. You can't even happen after. You can hate the sequels all you want; they exist. And so when you tell a story, and Mandalorian season two did it perfectly, right? Where they lead into it. You kind of see that Snoke in it. That, like they lead into it. Yeah, I know. No, I agree. It's just like, like it's just. I think I even said like, "Oh, it would be amazing to hear what George Lucas thinks of the show." Because it's like, this is like new grounds. Even though they've done a lot with Star Wars so far, it's just like it's felt different. Like as much as I love like Rebels or Clone Wars, it's just like this has had a vibe that I don't think I've experienced with Star Wars. So like to ha- to be this inspiring like i hope like feloni's interested in like and you know him he can spin anything where it's just like this is important because of this and this and this and you're like oh yeah wow so i'd love to hear him talk about it mm-hmm. but uh it was great you know and it's like yeah maybe it's overdone but just jump dropping those shapes into the death star at the end i'm like perfect and it's just <clears> sort of gives you a timeline we know it's five years prior but you're like okay so the death star is kind of almost complete i think that's why i just thought it didn't need to be an end credit they could have just yeah. put it at the end of the freaking episode because it's like i know it's being built yeah it was great it was great I, it was great to see that what he was doing yeah was the death star which is what i think a lot of people suspected yeah. but um hold on pauline has a question for you brock was it better than tales of the jedi oh I haven't seen Tales of the Jedi yet. By the way, Pauline, if you want, ten earlier this morning, Brock and Andrew did a video on Tales of the Jedi. I asked them to do about fifteen minutes. It's forty-five, so they, <laughs> I think they liked it. <laughs> um, uh, my answer is it's better than Tales of the Jedi, but only because it's got a full story and it's longer, right? Like, there's just so much more to it. That's it. Like, I don't. It's just like Tales of the Jedi is just as good. Like, if I gotten one or the other, I would have been happy. You gotta be like, oh, this is like, cause like, if you watch our video, it's sort of like, this is cool. This is a good idea. Keep making these things, even though it's kind of rinse repeat of Clone Wars. It had a different vibe to it. We're like, we're just focusing on this, and it's like, and it's just an easy idea where you're like, yeah, like. We want to learn more about, you know, in the case of Tales of Jedi, Dooku and like a little bit more on Ahsoka. But it's just like, Cassian Andor is, you, you don't have to revisit that character. But you're like, oh, now I'm really interested. They're like, now I want to know about his mother. Now I want to know, uh, I want more Saw Guerrera. Like, could you imagine that, like, uh, Forrest Whitaker said yes to do that character in Rogue One. This, like, character that was, like, in three episodes of Clone Wars as a younger version, it's like, could you imagine this character would grow to this point? And that's the magic of Star Wars. Like, Mon Mothma. And he dies! 
Yeah, exactly. Mon Martha is a woman in a white dress in one movie, and now it's like, oh, I need to Briefly. do more. Briefly, yeah. But like, she captured our imagination. It's like, oh, who is this? And she was cast in Revenge of the Sith and cut out, and now she she's making a good, decent living off of playing a character. Yeah. She's uh, Canto Bite Brock is outside of Canto yeah. Bite right yes. now. I mean, good name drop of Canto Bite in um, by Mon Mothma in the thing. It's American Thanksgiving, so I had to get close to America. It's here. <laughs> I, right by here. the way, I love American Thanksgiving. You know, I'm just I'm a big fan. Football all day. We for six years have done like three videos that day, like a bunch of videos on the channel that day. We just have a lot of fun. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't even sell. I don't have. To, I've I've done like the tur- like the the big like dinner one once in in forty one years, and that was like yeah. four years ago. Just randomly did it. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's a great day today. So thank you all for joining us. Yeah, right thank you. Now, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And it's been like, and everybody who joined us all throughout the day as well. It was a lot of fun chatting it up on the live chat with everybody. This is our only live show. We are. <laughs> And because of the screaming baby from earlier, which Brock got to, Brock witnessed the screaming. Wow! It was like she lost her mind. I was so what happened was we we were doing it live, but for some reason I like triple booked like my night to like Aaron wanted to do, like she was like I gotta do this I'm like fine that's fine and I'm like oh my god I'm recording live so I asked you yesterday if we could if we could tape it and you're like you're it no yeah. and I was like wow. So I said, Aaron, no. And then and then I said, you know what? I will take Selena, that's my daughter. I'll take her while we record. And Brock heard. She wanted no part of this. I didn't even have my <laughs> headset on, but I could hear her out of like the speakers. I was like, oh God. She was uh not she was not having it. Let's just put it that way. Not having it. Polly wants to know if I'm watching the World Cup. Oh, that's the wrong. I figured every, uh, yes, uh, Dale, I agree. I love American Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, yes, Pauline, I am watching the World Cup. Uh, my my country of Italy uh, did not qualify for the second World Cup in a row because they suck at soccer. Uh, but Canada, my number one country where I'm from, uh, was an exciting game yesterday. Although when you don't make a penalty kick, you're not going to win the game. So. They, good, good yeah. effort, and that, and I hope they f up Croatia, Brock. I, <laughs> that's what their coach said. I don't know if you heard, but he said it, and now Croatians are like really upset. It's like you like don't be like it's Canada. You're gonna have your way with them. Chill out. Uh, but I do hope. Uh, I hope it's fun. Are you watching it, Pauline? Let me know. Dale has cousins in Canada. Uh, I remember having to wish us all. They always have to remember to wish us all happy Thanksgiving. I hope you wish them a Thanksgiving and the real Thanksgiving day. Oh, it's just Thursday for us. <laughs> yeah, but Black Friday is now uh, Black November. I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. it's kind of gotten out of hand. Uh, here, I don't know how it is in the states if it's still like a big one day or weekend thing, but here it's like you know the same deal like for. 20 30 days or whatever yeah, exactly. i'm kind of tired of it uh, i don't know how uh yeah playing pauline they did play they did play how do we get on to let's go back to to star wars kathleen kenny did you hear this rumor brock that she might step down in the summer i don't know how she's going to do that when the board let's go to the board fired fired boom no that is a rumor i don't know who started this rumor but is there's another rumor that uh, Bob Iger's back at Disney oh, so that yeah. they could no 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 so that they could uh, 
sell to Apple. Did you hear that? So that they could sell to. How, do you know that Walt Disney's company is worth like a hundred and like seventy billion dollars? Yeah. Do you know how much Apple is worth? Not that. <laughs> Two something trillion dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, how can you? That's more like that's the amount of debt that I think the world's in. Like that's insane to me. That anyway, I hope it doesn't happen because um, in Canada we have Walmart and Amazon for shopping, so I want movies to have options as well. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Like how many people have reacted to that uh, Bob Iger, uh, Bob Shapek thing? It's just like I follow a bunch of Disney bloggers, and they're all like, "Oh, they'll bring back Fast Pass, and they'll get rid of this Genie Plus, and they'll go back to better." Year. I'm like. He's like, you're not wrong, but it's just like it's like they didn't make any money at Disney Plus. I'm like, I'm sure they make something because they keep making stuff. Like it's it's amazing how like Disney is such a big thing that it like the return of the original CEO affects so many different like small yeah. groups of people. It's like, oh, maybe we'll get normal uh, animation again in Disney movies. It's like, what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I'm just made that up on the spot. Oh, you know, like like nothing's really changed. Like hand drawn, not like Pixar animated stuff like that. I I love hand drawn. But oh, did you see the Grogu short? Sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I was like, <laughs> this is. It was a short. It was it was just like a fluff thing, and I was uh, I was okay with it. Wait, I'm glad it talk- didn't go any longer. We talked about it like three weeks ago. It's like Disney should go after the anime crowd and just like jumping on uh, visions. Studio Ghibli is a good idea. Like, it, why wouldn't you work with them? And if you watch that thing, it's like, cool. Yeah. You know what the problem I'm having? And so I heard that um, JPEG wasn't into Star Wars. JPEG didn't want Star Wars movies, he wanted everything on streaming. <clears throat> and that was part of the reason why things didn't happen. And why the um, Patty Jenkins and possibly the Taika Waititi things and the um, J.D. Dillard all kind of fell through was he didn't want movies anymore. And Bob Iger might push for movies, which is fine and great. And, and you know, Sean Levy now is is supposedly doing a movie. And I'm a big fan of his Big Fat Liar from day one. But here's my, pro- my, my problem is, and like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of Sean Levy. I'm a big fan. I own Big Fat Liar on DVD. Pink Panther. Like, I cheaper by a dozen. Oh my duty, real steel, great. My problem is when he like was in a meeting, like, hey, do you want to do a Star Wars movie? Yeah, I'd love to do a Star Wars movie. Okay, sign here. Or is it like we have ideas for Star Wars? Do you want to make one with us? Because that's yeah. kind of like how the and I think even though Star Wars and Marvel and I've said this before are very different, I think you got to have that same approach. We're like, we have ideas. These are the ideas. Do you want to do one? Then you can let them shape the ideas the way they want. Yeah, absolutely. as long as it fits in your mold. But like. I, this is my problem is are you just letting people make Star Wars movies for the hell of it? Because I think Rogue One worked out well. I like Solo and I can <laughs> we're doing uh, ranking Star Wars. Give me your ranking list, everybody, if you haven't. But I can tell you right now, Brock, I don't know where The Last Jedi is going to be either like top five or bottom two. It's good. Like it, there's no way it's not going to be on one of those two spots. I don't know where, but it's one of those two spots, right? I got, so, I got yeah, go ahead. No, sorry. I was just gonna say solo's bottom. Like there's no <laughs> it's so low. <laughs> <laughs> you it can't come out of where it is. I can tell you uh, from what I've seen, the amount that I've gotten, 
versus the amount that I'm expecting. I can't see a movie. Last Jedi, though, it's like, I can't, I can't tell you. I asked Reham to do a list for it this year. First time ever. I don't know why oh, it never nice. occurred to me to ask her to do it. <laughs> you guys see her list. It is all over the place. And I love it. It's just, she's like, it's like, should I do it different? I'm like, no, answer the, the way you yeah. feel. It's, it's, it's your list. It has, you don't have to do anything. Her so, number one is Caravan of Courage. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't count, but it's in there. No, yeah, but gonna, that's yeah. what, but I, honestly, that's what I love about the list is, is I do it the way, like what Star Wars movie would I put on right now? Like, yeah. that's how I like to do it. And that's why it changes every year. Because it, and honestly, today my list would be different than tomorrow. So whatever day I put mm. my list in is what it is. But that's how I like to do it. But yeah, Solo, like, I, I just think they, I, I, I think they should continue with the episodic films and the saga. And I'm not saying Skywalker saga, because I think labeling it that was the biggest mistake they've made. Mm. And I think they labeled that around 2012. I think that was a mistake. And I don't know if it was Disney or, or Lucas who labeled it that, to be honest. But I, I do think it was a mistake because I think you've got to just keep this saga going. Yeah. Just and let her, and the thing is, and 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 I think I said this either with Pete earlier, with you and Pete earlier, or on another podcast we did, like maybe last week. Do trilogies. This is the next trilogy. This is the next. Then you always have an ending, but you always just leave a little bit open for the next one, and you keep going, keep going, keep going. I think that's the best way they can do it because if you just let these directors come in and make one-offs, what is like what is Star Wars at that point? It's a saga. And when you do one-offs, yeah. it's not a saga anymore. It's just like a I, I don't even know. It's just it's just a streaming show in a theater. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I didn't I never really thought about like maybe shape uh Bob Shapak Shapek was the reason why they weren't making movies i was just like but it's just like it's clear you're equipped you have enough ideas you have enough like technology to make things look good like just go make a movie frick i agree with you. andrew's not canon don't believe his lies i am recording with andrew tomorrow brock driving home from work we're going to record a show while i drive home from work he makes my uh my drive quicker sometimes or longer, depending on what he's talking about. <clears throat> and I hit multiple dead zones on the way, so it's even more entertaining because I just or the or last time I had to get gas and a guy came out of his car blasting music. I was like, <laughs> like you're in Peterborough. Chill out. Chill out. Um, out dude. <laughs> Andor is is uh definitely in my top four favorite star wars streaming shows yeah it's my number one <laughs> it's my top four honestly i've loved i've really really enjoyed all of them and i don't know if i could rank because the thing is is like like andor andor i argue is is the best looking acted and all that but like the mando <clears throat> stuff you know how i feel about boba fett i don't need to get into that but like the mando stuff is like like when you read, when I rewatched Boba Fett, especially the Mandalorian episodes, I'm like, there's just something about these that's like yeah. special, and I love this. And so I don't want to take away from that. And uh, I think also it's possible to like all of them. Oh, absolutely. I think that's something we have to remember too: is we don't have to pit them all against each other. 
When you're in the craziness that is uh, Andrew Fantasia's Marvel podcast, where it's like, here, rate 400 videos. Like, it's like there's no rating that many things because it's like, well, I like <laughs> this. It's like, what is your favorite and what is your least favorite? And then how do everything stack in between? So when you like Endgame the most and Eternals the least, it's like, what's like, what is closer to Eternals and are are, are closer to? Endgame? I so he's doing that and he's also doing the shows and I I forced his hand at putting the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on that list because and the reason is because Brock I loved Werewolf by Night but I love Christmas more so don't let me know <laughs> if I like this one more than Werewolf because I loved Werewolf by Night that is my favorite thing so many, I've done. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It's like yeah, it's like it's 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 like uh, casting Andor or Rogue One, where you're like, we're really gonna make a thing about this? Like really? Okay. <laughs> and then you go and you're like, wow, that was great. I would have watched the, the first half of Werewolf by Night. I really like. I was like, this is phenomenal when they're like hunting the like the the the. The monster, you know, because I hadn't, I haven't read Werewolf, but I didn't know anything about it. I'm like, oh, whatever, we're in, let's go. It's Halloween, it's black and white. Mm-hmm. I'm do it. I love man things, stuff like that. It was just great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, but Guardians, I'm excited. That came out today, I think. Very excited today, though, Brock. After we're done recording, I oh, am did going it? to go. Yeah, it did. I'm going to go downstairs. The Chris, the uh, Christmas album dropped yesterday. I listened to it on my drive home from work. Um, but yeah, today, uh, after we were done recording, I would have watched Polar Express. I watched Polar Express every American Thanksgiving. That's how I, that's how I do the American Thanksgiving. Aaron and I are going to watch it. And, uh, whoop, here we go. All right. You want to go to the odds? Yeah, let's do it. Successfully yeah. navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. Look at that. See? Quill would have if Quill was in in Andor, Andor would have been a better show. <laughs> arguably, arguably. Did you freeze? Oh great. I'm gonna have to do this on my own. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> if Quill was what what is Quill? <laughs> if Quill was in Andor, Andor would have been a better show. What are you talking about? I don't see any Guardians of the Galaxy. Holiday special. No. Is it tomorrow? You're a liar. Is it tomorrow then? There's a featurette for uh, um, Werewolf by Night. It's called Director by Night. (laughs) Man, they love. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that. That was good. No, that one's different though. That's very different, Brock. Because his brother directed it. And it's a mm. lot of like home his home movies from when he was like twelve. Oh, uh, cool! It's a, it's a very it's a very different documentary than the other ones because I expected the same too. Uh, okay, so never tell me the odds. Brought to us by Patreon. Never tell me the odds. Brought to you and me by patreoncom slash Podcast. We make a podcast. We go to the casino or we go to where screaming babies are. But we bring you the Star Wars that we can best supply. And any support you could give helps us out swimmingly. And you can do that by going to 
facebook.com slash rebel scum podcast and signing up for our different tiers of things and get extra content and we'll send you a picture of james wearing um a viking helmet for whatever reason who knows he's crazy but it, once you join Patreon and start supporting us, you can be one of the many few people that we thank every episode. Those people are Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Randy Kenobi, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Staniforth, Red, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, Cosmic Girl 02, Gleek Play 1, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Dale Erdman, Girls with sabers and the the most toxic one of all, the den of nerds, who is making ripples all over the interwebs with his hatred of Andor, but he supports us. So he doesn't like anything Star Wars anymore, does he? I, I don't. Uh, I don't he, go to his stuff, so I don't, okay. it's all surprising. I'm not gonna. I don't want to get into it. But I. Right, cool, so I haven't whatever. talked to him when I, when I. But I remember anyway. He anyway. Um. Thank you all for your Patreons, uh, Patreon stuff. Look, Brock, if we hated Star Wars, we could be rich right now. Well, not rich, oh, but you know what? You could probably be at that casino gambling right now. Is That's the difference between... Is, oh. So if we hate it, we're pretty good. Rez is here. Rez just had Tofurky. And, oh, I, I had Tofurky once. I'm just joking. I saw Tofurky at the grocery store today, and I was like, should I buy this? And it was all salt. <laughs> It's all oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I didn't buy it. Uh, anyway, uh, Andrew's here, Holly's here, Rez is here, Dale's here. It's a good time. Pauline is here. Um, anyway, it's a good time. Uh, here we go. Never tell me the guys. The first side will <laughs> freaking auto correct. Well, Kobo, will Kino Loy return? Will Kobo Loy return? Are we going to see Keno Lloyd? Because Tony Gilroy said, did he die? I didn't see him die. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we are. I mean. Wow. I think, like, it's just, they put so much work in a lot of these characters. Like, they have to come back in some capacity. Even if it's just, like, the last episode where they show, like, look at all the characters. Uh, I'm going to go 90%. I want to go 0.01257. Here's why. Oh, because that prison break episode, and we talked about this earlier today, but that prison break episode, he's like, he doesn't want to leave. And the whole time, Andor's like, tell them, tell them. And he's reluctant to do so. And I'm like, why the hell is he so reluctant? He knows that it's all for naught. Why is he so reluctant? And then at the end, you realize it's because there's no way out for him. He is trapped mm. in there forever. He can't swim, so he's going to die if he jumps. If he stays back, he's probably going to get killed by a prison guard or he's going to be back in prison doing what he's been doing for however long he's been in there. And I just think the the point of Kino Loy is to show us uh, how far the rebellion will go, right? We saw it with Luthen, how Luthen's like, I will sacrifice these men to do it. And Kino Loy is going to sacrifice himself for the better of everybody else that he's with. And I think bringing him back lessens that and cheapens that a little bit so I don't want him to come back So I don't, and I don't think they're going to bring him back and I just think leaving him the way he is is the best because you don't know what happened but that's the point of the rebellion right is the point of being the rebellion right the point of it is like you said make the sacrifices for it and you don't always know what's going to happen and it's not always a happy ending so that's that's why I am 
so passionate about Kino Loy never. Also, Brock, what happens is they the, the Imperials kidnap Kino Loy and they do tests on him and they create Snoke. Our next <laughs> eye <laughs> will, will, will B2 Emo meet R2D2 in oh, season man. two of Andor. I was so happy B2 B2 made it out alive. Yeah. Oh my so gosh. Happy. I yeah. was like, I love when he got pushed. By the way, bro, when he got pushed over, and like it cut to like his eye randomly. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's heartbreaking. This is and he's like, it's like whenever you, it's like Cassian, where are you going? You just got here. It's like, it's like I'll be back. <laughs> he's like, every time you say that, you never come back. It's like it's just so great. It's just a freaking robot. You know, like model they drive around, and then someone does voiceover for it. It's just like it's amazing. It's just like you, hey, like it's like oh, they've done droids. You can't give me something new, and then they think up this. Like it's like this is great. Can you imagine like B two talking to K two S O next season or something like that? That'd be great. Oh, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. The relationship that, um. Cassian has with K2, like perhaps that informs like B2 inform B2 emo informs that in some way. Mm-hmm. Oh, it writes itself. It writes itself. I Good was night, glad everybody. we didn't get K2 in this season. He didn't fit in the season. So I'm glad oh, absolutely. I'm glad we got the droids. I'm glad they showed the droids, but I'm I'm yeah. happy that uh I'm happy that did. All right, our next odd, our next odd is um our final odd of Thanksgiving 2022, our final odd. Season two of Andor will begin with Tarkin and Krennic. Oh. Will the beginning of season two begin with a scene between Krennic and Tarkin? No, I don't think so. Five uh, percent. Like I think, I think we hit the nail on the head a couple of mo- episodes ago, where it's just like, nah, they don't need to be in this. Like, what, what would be the point? Maybe like th- seeing the Death Star, like we did, like that's enough. So. That's what I was talking Yeah, no, I see. I agree with that. But also, because season one ended with that post credit scene of the Death Star being built, it kind of lets them do a scene where they, the Imperial, Imperials are discussing the Death Star. And the Imperials that most likely would be discussing it would be Krennic and possibly Tarkin. So I'm going to go 25% because I'm also low mm. on it. But I, I, I just, I, it's not. Well, Hold on, I left my baby monitor on and I can hear Aaron talking. That's <laughs> freaking ridiculous. <laughs> I, I should have done it with Selena here crying the whole time. But I'm gonna twenty five percent. But I, but I but the, but this is the thing though, is I also feel like those two characters are are allowed to be in the series because of the Rogue One connection. I just think things that mm. happen in Rogue One are they have free will to use those. I don't think uh I anyway. Andrew Fantasia really wants a, a meeting with CVP and Mom Mothma where he knows what's going on with Mothma, but Mothma doesn't. And that's how she leaves the Senate. And he's discussed that to death. So I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not playing. Into Shut that. up, Andrew. <laughs> and Andrew Fantasia has a bonus odd the odds of Kino learning to swim. Uh, it's going to make a big splash. Um, 10%. Kino is Snoke. 
All right, those are our odds for today. We're not doing uh, news because Brock is at Canto Bite gambling. He's a big gambler, uh, just like Perrin or Mon Mothma wants you to believe Perrin is a big gambler. I hope everyone, uh, Desi, thanks for joining us. Hope you're having a great Thanksgiving. Uh, you're probably at Disney. Um, does Disney do like a cool Thanksgiving? Because they go like Halloween, and then I think they go straight to Christmas. So what do they do for, for Thanksgiving? Let us I think, know. I think they do Christmas like immediately. I saw someone post like Disneyland in California. Like the wait times for all the rides were like over a hundred minutes, like every single one. <laughs> uh, thanks, Pauline. Yeah, no, that's that's wild. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they had a Life Day thing. Uh, yeah, that was cool. The other, I love that they're embracing Life Day. It's so weird. <laughs> it's like the thing that George Lucas like was most embarrassed by. They're like, we will embrace this with all of our hearts. We're going to love it. All right. Uh, top five moments from the first season of Andor. It doesn't have to just be season uh, episode 12. It could be any episode of them all. Uh, my number five is... Um, is actually from the episode we just saw. It's Kino Loy, all of Kino Loy in that uh, escape episode. Well, uh, just like the way he gave the speech, he delivered it I, because the whole episode. I'm like, what the hell? This, I, like, I thought I was like, this is such a weird <laughs> choice for this character because earlier the character's like, we gotta leave. This is it. And then he's like reluctant to say things, and I thought it was a weird choice. And then, then finally, I was like, oh, oh, oh dead <laughs> my number five is gonna be saw guerrera because it's just like yeah just drop this guy in any episode he's like hondo anaka that's what he's like do you think hondo's gonna appear on this show no oh would he would fit in perfectly in this show oh yeah though. oh yeah oh yeah uh what was my favorite thing from this series so far i can't think of my number one my number two uh my number four my number two my number four is a uh, Bix being tortured? Wow, like she was messed up. That was like Borg gullet time a thousand. I kind of wish I want a special edition of Rogue One where they take the Borg gullet out and put that thing in, put that doctor in. <laughs> like Forrest Whitaker will reshoot that scene. Yeah. Like, it would leave you insane. <laughs> my number four is gonna be marva's speech in the last episode it's just like it is good it is seems a little off like why is she doing this she knew she was gonna die and they were gonna do this uh but like i think it's 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 like it's the kind of stuff you like hearing and at the same note i guess like uh uh nemic's like manifesto like i like the speeches i'm like yeah like it's this is all like it all comes down to the working class has to up rise up my number three is uh saw guerrera and two tubes i you know i'm a big tubes fan and i love when luthan played him and took his gun <laughs> uh, i uh, i loved it <laughs> my number three is going to be the psych out in episode three where they think they have luthan in an andor but it's just a speeder full of bombs and they shoot off it's like yeah this is what the rebellion's all about fast thinking <laughs> my number two my number three i am ahead of it. my number three is deidre getting trampled i, I still wish she just would have died in that scene <laughs> it was like i'm like this is morbid i love it 
I just thought it was great because it's like you have this powerful character and just like getting stumpled all over. It was just like it was like a Black Friday episode. It was phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Uh my number two is sad B2 emo where he's like, but I'm just charging. I can't leave. It's like you have to leave the house. You can't stay here. It's like, where are you going, Cassian? You always say that and you never come back. <laughs> I uh I would totally get uh, a B2 Emo Hallmark ornament, the cheap ones that they sell at Walmart. I have so many of those, and I would buy that one for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, my number two is a light show, The Eye Climb. Uh, mm -hmm. It looked phenomenal. It was great. Uh, I love that episode as well. I think that might be the most – I mean, the Prison Break episode is really good. Too. That might be the most exciting episode for me, though, of them all. But uh, I really like that. My number one is Kino Loy's – No, we're in two. No, I did too. I got did ahead do... of you. You're on two. You just did two, but I got ahead of you. Because I've been drinking this Granville Island Lion Winter Ale. <laughs> da, 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 da. My number one is Kino Loy and his speech for the prison. That whole episode is really, really good, but it's just like you it's like this whole season is about monologues at some point. I can't wait till some actor does a monologue from the series, the first season of Andor. Do you hear and that? It's a reckoning. <laughs> My number one is Luthen's speech to oh. the role they have within yeah. the thing. I thought that was my favorite uh, part of any show, of any of these shows, was just him being like, I'm going to kill this guy because we have to do it because that's the point of it. And I'm not talking to you. I think about you all the time, but you have to stay in there. And I know you have a kid. I know it's a problem, but you, this is who you are. You have to live with it. And this is how we're going to succeed. And my fear is I did a never tell me the odd with Heidi um, earlier this week. And she has a bunch of cool ones, but my fear is that that guy is going to be on the death star. And he's gonna yeah. or, sorry on the Death Star, and he's gonna get blown up. <laughs> and he's like, and he's a good guy, and he's gonna pay the price because he's in there, uh, and that's the price you have to pay for it. So that is my number one. Nice. Yeah, and that's our top five for uh, Thanksgiving 2022, the greatest Thanksgiving in the history of all Thanksgivings. The one that we've ever had. Uh, and uh, so I'm on my clothing line, and Andrew agrees. Freaking Andrew. And yeah, that's a good point. Why can't we get cereal, cere cere cereal yet? Because there's like no tie-ins for anything with Andor. The Black Series stuff for Andor is coming yeah, out soon. Yeah, no, there isn't. The Walmart near me, Brock, has had the Sagrera Black Series for like a year now. And I want it. There's also a Boba Fett from Mandalorian season two. I want the Sagrera, but it's like forty-five dollars. Hard yeah. pass oh, yeah. on forty-five dollars for a toy. Hard pass. <laughs> H A R D pass. Hard pass. Pass. Blue Bantha Puffs is what it would be called. Yes, it would. Thanks everybody for watching nice. us on this American Thanksgiving. Brock, thanks for doing this. Anything else you want to say? Happy Thanksgiving to all our American friends and happy Thursday to all the Canadians. <laughs> Thanks everybody for watching. Give us a like and a subscribe. It's been a blast. Thanks for everybody making the chat enjoyable. 
Uh, and until next time, I'm James. He's Brock, and he was always scum. Turkey scum. Gobble, gobble. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.